know yourself and you love yourself and you can express within yourself confidently, God, like the world's your oyster. Welcome to the Inspiring Teacher Podcast, the show that empowers educators to make a positive impact in the lives of their students and the education community. Whether you're a beginning teacher seeking guidance, a seasoned educator looking to excel further in your career, or anyone interested in the world of education, this podcast is for you. Get ready to dive into the world of inspiration with practical tips and meaningful conversations. Each episode is designed to provide you with valuable insights and actionable strategies that you can implement straight away. I'm your host, Jason Marshall, a passionate educator dedicated to supporting teachers in reaching their full potential. Join me as I bring in renowned experts, experienced educators, and thoughtful leaders to share their wisdom, experiences, and innovative approaches to education. Welcome back to the Inspiring Teacher Podcast. Today, I have another guest for you. This lady has been a nurse for a number of years, but the pandemic caused a major burnout and an identity crisis within her. During her 18-hour shifts, sometimes she simply hit rock bottom. And it was when she started investing into her own self-development that she realized her intuition was screaming for more. And that is where she started and went all in on her coaching business, where she works with females to create success. But what I love most about this woman is the confidence that she brings and to absolutely everything in her life, from her business to personal development to how she shows up in her everyday life. So please welcome my friend to talk everything about confidence, Miss Karen Taylor. How are we? Hey, Jason. Thanks so much for having me. And what an introduction. Thank you. No worries. Thank you for being here. I want to know, though, how did all that burnout in your nursing career get you to where you are today? Oh, goodness me. So I think the pandemic for everyone and obviously teachers as well, too, like Mm -hmm. I think burnout just became a normal, which I think was probably the main problem. But yeah, I guess just day in, day out, doing all the shift work, having a very like demanding job, obviously having to care for sick people. I'm sure a lot of the teachers listening to like having to teach the next generation, like there's a lot of pressure and stress in these kinds of jobs. And I think the burnout just got so real and it was so normalized, unfortunately, just in the work culture as well, where there was just no support. And it was just kind of like, oh, well, this is just what it is. Mm -hmm. And so I just played along with that. Like that was just like, okay, cool. Well, this is just what it is. I just have to kind of deal with it, but not being given like any kind of like strategies on like, how can I manage this? How can I take care of myself? I just kind of dove deeper into work and yeah, like doing 18 hour shifts. I think my longest working fortnight was like 96 hours and it was like the normal. It was just like, oh yeah, we'll do overtime. It's just what you've got to do. And yeah, it got to a point where it just got too much. And I just mm-hmm. kind of like hit rock bottom. I was very thankful that I had like these random two weeks off annual leave that I picked. And once I then went on that annual leave and I did nothing and just slept in and did things that I wanted to do for myself, you know, connected with my family and friends again, I was like, oh my God, this is what my life is supposed to feel like. Mm. Why not. And I think that's what really started me to get curious on like, how can I change this? And that's what kind of started me on the journey of self-development. Yeah. Okay, cool. And how did your confidence take a big hit during that pandemic time and during that burnout? I think like with my confidence, like I was very confident within my job, obviously, because I was just there Mm -hmm. all the time, but then just like doing anything outside of work, I just like had just like no motivation and just like didn't feel It was more so just like my energy levels. I just felt no energy to do anything for myself and to go out and socialize. And I think like as a byproduct, my confidence definitely got hit from that. And I think just overall, yeah, just 
not having an identity outside of being a nurse and being really good at my job, but just not being really good in my life, essentially, mm. and how I connect and socialize with other people. So that's kind of how, I guess, within confidence was just more of that byproduct of not taking care of myself or doing things for myself. Yeah, I'm sure that teachers out there can relate to that so much. It's just like, well, I'm a nurse, I'm a teacher, this is what we do. You know, we work nine till three and and I know it's not nine to three. It turns out to be seven till, you know, midnight some nights and same with nurses. You know, you're working your shift, but it turns out to be that overtime and you end up staying back to help out or X, Y, Z. I want to know what do you believe the key factors are that influence someone's confident levels? Ooh, that's a good question. What I think affects someone's confident levels. I guess like even just to go back and I I work with a lot of women. So I see that low confidence is so, so common in a lot of women. That's more so my specialty. So I might kind of like focus more on that in, in this. Yeah, moment. 100%. Yeah. I find that a lot of women, especially entrepreneurs that I work with, but just any kind of ambitious women inside of their career as well, too. I think that we just are always trying to like push and prove ourselves to you know, be good at our jobs or be successful within our businesses, or, you know, we always are trying to prove. And I think that that comes from this lack of inner confidence within ourselves that we can just do things the way that we want to do it. We don't have to push. We don't have to always, you know, do more and be more. We can just be okay and confident with how we are and, you know, how we teach or how you do your jobs or how we run our businesses, right? Like it's just more of, I see there's just a lack of just inner work within themselves Mm -hmm. and so much that they need to work through that really helps to boost their confidence moving forward. So I'm not sure if that really answers your question, but a lot of it does come from doing that, that inner work first to kind of work out who you are. So then that confidence can then shine through. Yeah. Okay. So if someone was to try and work out, you know, who they are, what would be a strategy that they could do to find that out? Oh, so much more than a simple strategy, but it is really just looking down to probably the first thing would be your belief systems and Mm. really looking at what your core values are. Those were, in my journey, the first two things I really did in my self-development journey and where I had like the most kind of breakthroughs and revelations of like, oh, so this is what I enjoy. This is who I am. And then from that place, being able to express that and feel confident expressing that. So yeah, those are two really big, huge topics, you know, focusing Mm. on values and belief systems. I'll start with core values first. Like these are things that you really value as a core, as a person, right? Because I find that everyone is just so involved in their jobs and so involved in their career that sometimes they forget that they are of their own person. They have a life. They have other things that they enjoy, right? And I think when I first worked out what my core values are, and I was like, cool, let me look at how my life reflects that. And I was like, interesting. It does not at all because my Mm. core values were like adventure and like wealth and authenticity. I'm like, I'm not doing any of those things like in my nursing career right now. So that's when I really knew something had to change. So really getting clear on like, yeah, what do I value and what do I really want for my life was like the big first step I really took. But then even just looking at my belief systems of what I really thought to be true and like why I did certain things and, you know, really looking at like, well, why did I get into nursing? And like, why did I go to uni? Like, was that for me or was that for other people? And Mm. after work, it was for other people. And that was also another big step in my journey of like, wow, okay, so I've been doing that for other people. So what is it that I actually want? And then that kind of moves into really looking at like, what is your big vision? What is your big goal? What is that thing you really desire? And then why can't you have that? 
what's stopping you from doing that? And majority of the time it's yourself. So again, coming back to that belief system to really work on how can you start to install more empowering belief within yourself that you can have those things and do those things that you want to do and not being falling victim to these limiting beliefs that are holding you back and keeping you small and potentially unhappy in what your current life looks like. So again, these are huge, big topics that I'm rattling off here, but that's kind of like Mm -hmm. the main things moving forward to do to start that like inner work and that self-development journey is to really look at those two areas. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. If there was one piece of advice that you would give to, you know, instantly build someone's confidence apart from, you know, working on themselves, because that's, as we know, is is a long-term goal and a long-term vision for all of us here. What would be your one piece of advice to, Hey, let's do this to build your confidence right now. Do something that scares you. Mm. That is the biggest thing. And a lot with a lot of my clients, because I do work with a lot of female entrepreneurs in the online space, sometimes that's like, hey, I want you to go on Instagram live and talk for 10 minutes. And that scares the crap out of them. But then yeah. afterwards, they're like, oh, okay, that was really scary, but that was kind of fun. And that wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it's doing consistently. Again, it's just what do you fear kind of doing? This can be in your your business or your career, but it can just be in life. Like what kind of scares you? And then just go do it. Like I know so many people are terrified of skydiving. And I remember I used to be that person. I was like, I will never do that. Mm-hmm. And then one time I was like, you know what? Because I am so scared of it and I never, and I say I never want to do it, I'm going to go do it. And I did. And I was shaking the entire time. But afterwards I was like, Hell yeah, let's go do that again, right? It's love it. that are constantly in your life and your business of like, oh, this is feeling really scary. And then questioning like, okay, why am I feel? why does that feel scary? Like, is that then holding me back from something or is it actually dangerous? That's always like a good one to <laughs> always consider. Mm. It's If it scares you, it's because it's outside of your comfort zone. If it scares you, it's probably because it's not like you've done before. So it's pushing past that bound and doing it anyway. And then realizing you were totally fine at the end of it. And you go, oh, it wasn't too bad. And then you've got social, like you've got proof for yourself then of like, okay, I did that scary thing and it turned out okay, so I can do that again. That consistently over time is what builds your confidence, right? It's Mm -hmm. being courageous and taking that really scary risk and that scary action and then being okay after. That's what builds your confidence. It's a byproduct of just doing the thing that scares you anyway and being courageous with it. Yeah, I love that. Sorry, getting comfortable with the uncomfortable zone. Yeah, I love that. And it's definitely how I grew as a person was just to, you know, step outside of my comfort zone and go, hey, I'm going to go and try that because I don't know if I can do that. And I'm just going to go and try it. Mm. In my past experience, I've had people call me cocky because I've been confident. Now there's a fine line between cockiness and confidence. Could you explain that fine line? Oh, that's an interesting question. I guess confidence is just being okay with expressing yourself as a person but I guess cockiness could almost just come across hmm that's interesting I've not thought about this one I think cockiness is more so when you are being so outrageously outspoken that you're almost maybe affecting or hurting other people potentially or you're not being considerate of other people I think if someone is extremely cocky they're probably not really aware of it let's be honest but I guess the main thing is not being afraid of like oh if I am too opinionated or if I speak out too much people are gonna like think I'm this or think I'm that. It's just a matter of thinking, you know what, I'm going to express this because it's how I feel and I'm going to do it in a way that is considerate of the other person, but still 
not holding back and really speaking my truth and then just standing strong in that. So I think the difference is really just the difference between owning with who you are and expressing yourself and then just going so far to the point where you're just genuinely just not caring about other people and being really obnoxious. So I think it's, I have not met many people in my life who are to that extreme of cockiness. And I definitely mm-hmm. don't well like that at all, Jason. And that, um, that was that was a past Jason then. A, pa- yeah. a past person in my life who said that. Yeah. And I think people who may make those comments, even if you are coming from a good place, are just people who naturally for themselves aren't confident, right? Mm. Again, projection potentially. Mm. Wow, this person's so outspoken and so strong and confident in their voice, they must just be really cocky. And it's just because they also then lack themselves. So with anything, when people are making comments or, you know, judging you, it's generally some kind of projection of something they lack within themselves. So that's always something to think as well moving forward. Yeah, I love that. My next question for you is how do you build confidence? How does that then extend into outer life, not just career or business, but into day-to-day life? Hmm. I, I think if you know yourself and you love yourself and you can express within yourself confidently, God, like the world's your oyster almost, right? And even if it's mm. not anything super uh, direct and internal within like business or career, like just in life, being able to be confident when you walk into a room or be confident to strike up a conversation with a stranger in the supermarket or, you know, you just, when you are so sure and confident within yourself, it's when you then express that you just send like this beautiful ripple effect into the world and ripple effect with everyone that comes into contact with you, your family and your friends as well too. Like you then make an impact on other people when you're able to be so confident and self-expressive within yourself that it's just going to make the rest of the world better and all your interactions better. So it's, yeah, it's always so much more than just what it can do for you, but just then how it affects other people in your surroundings and probably will encourage them to be like, oh, they're so confident. Let me see what they're doing or let me see how I can maybe express myself a bit more because I've seen this person do it. So you can inspire other people as well when you can really step into your power that way. Yeah, I love that. I love that whole thing where you just said, you know, if you're confident, then the world is your oyster. And Mm. that's definitely something that I've seen is when I've started to step into my confidence shoes, as I like to call it, you know, you put on your confidence shoes and off you go. Doors started to open, opportunities started to arise. And it was really cool to see that. I wanted to touch on something and briefly because of that, you know, opportunities arising, that whole feel of imposter syndrome, because I know so many educators out there have that sense of imposter syndrome. And I feel like it's not just educators, it's probably in nursing as well. And it's in every career out there. First of all, can you explain what imposter syndrome is for those people who don't know? Mm, Yes, a good question. So imposter syndrome is essentially this feeling of like, I'm an imposter for doing this. Like, who am I to be doing this? I'm not qualified enough for this. I'm not good enough for this. Insert any other kind of um, reason as well. Why? It's just this idea of not feeling like this is your life or you feel imposter. It can present in like so many different ways. And I'm sure like for teachers as well, too, when they're first stepping out into the field, they're like, oh my God, I'm responsible for all these children's lives and learnings. And that's obviously a huge responsibility. And same, like when I very, very first started nursing and I was, you know, given my patient load, I was like, I'm not qualified to do this. What is going (laughs) on? And even with business, like as soon as I started my business and, you know, talking to the camera on Instagram and like, I have my own podcast and, you know, connecting with other people, like that was scary as like, oh my God, like who am I to, you know, reach out to this person for a collaboration when I've just started or who am I to, you know, talk to clients and see if they want to come into my program, like who am I to do that? And again, it comes from a little bit of lack of confidence, but it's mainly just this overwhelming fear of the what if, right? Like, Mm. 
what if they judge me or what if I fail or what if I end up not being good enough and the fear just overrides you so much that you would rather like stay so far away from the fear that you then stop yourself from moving towards like the pleasure towards the desire of like stepping into your confidence and be like, you know what? I am good enough for this. Or like, I am a good teacher. I am a good nurse. I am a good, you know, coach or entrepreneur, right? It's a matter of just breaking down like whatever that initial kind of fee is that is causing this imposter syndrome. And it generally is, yeah, judgment, failure, or not feeling good enough. I find it like the main three ones that I really see in a lot of my clients in particular, but I'm sure everyone else too, yeah. is that just the fear is too much. It just overrides us. Mm. So if we understand that fear, we, you know, we see it as a fear of judgment, let's say, what's one way we can, you know, eliminate that fear of judgment to get rid of that imposter syndrome? Yeah, lots of work, Jason, lots, lots Mm -hmm. of work. I I wish I could give one simple answer. Of course, it's always a matter of like flipping it around. It's like, you know what, they, I am good at what I do and I can only do the best that I can do, right? Like it's always, you can reframe it and flip it around and you know affirm to yourself the opposite of what that fear is that is always a good kind of like quick easy go-to strategy but Mm -hmm. fear is so much more deeper and embedded and it's a matter of really just like getting to that root cause of like why are you fearing this judgment why are you fearing this failure of not being good enough and that takes a lot more like subconscious deeper work and reprogramming work with the coach it is tricky to do it on your own because you do definitely you need that second perspective and you need someone else to really talk to and be that mirror for you because sometimes you're not always honest with yourself unfortunately so definitely working with a coach and doing that subconscious reprogramming of like why is this fear debilitating me and I've seen amazing results from my clients just after three months of, you know, doing some really intentional, but also just like unintentional work when it comes to their belief systems just really evolves and changes over time, the more that you work on it. But the main thing, like really quick moving forward for people that can start like right now is just trying to reaffirm to yourself the opposite, right? Because even though it may feel like we're kind of lying to yourself, you kind of have to a little bit because you have to reinstall these like new neural pathways of embedding and reaffirming the opposite. So then the old pathway of that fear can start to kind of dwindle down and then you truly then start to believe in the new affirmation that you're telling yourself. So that's something small people can do moving forward. I love that. The power of affirmations. It's something that I've actually got stuck all around my house above light switches. It's just, you know, I am great. Or, you know, today I'm going to be inspiring or whatever it is. Just those little things. It's like, yep, that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm awake today. Well, Karen, thank you so much for coming on today. If people wanted to find out more about what you do, I know we touched on a lot of different things and you go through this into your coaching programs as well. Where can people find you? Yeah, so mainly on Instagram. So Karen Taylor underscore coach. So I do work with a lot of female entrepreneurs, but I do also work with just ambitious women as well too, who are career driven and, you know, want to do that inner work, want to build that confidence as well too. So I definitely still work with women outside of the entrepreneurial space. So feel free to come over there, connect with me. I've got my own podcast as well too, the Holistic Mindset Podcast, if anyone wants to find me chatting on there. But yeah, those are the two main platforms I've got. Amazing. I'll pop it all in the show notes for everyone as well. My final question that I'd like to ask everyone, if you were to give 30 seconds of advice to our listeners out there, what would that be? Oh, I really want people to take home the idea of doing the thing that's doing things that scare you to build that confidence. I think pick one thing that you're like, oh, I don't know, that sounds really scary. Just go and do it. Like humor me, go and do it. And then you'll see how it's not that bad at the end. So do one thing that scares you sometime this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
If you got value from this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could take 20 seconds out of your time and leave me a five-star rating and a written review. Remember, you have the power to make a lasting impact in the lives of your students. So until next time, keep inspiring, keep teaching, and keep reaching for greatness.